Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, the Duncan Duo at Remax, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. Your home sold so fast you won't be furious. Mike, have you seen our new billboards yet? I, I, I've, I, I've seen a proof of them. I haven't seen them out <laughs> on the street yet, but I hear they uh, – I hear they're going out there, so I can't wait to see yeah, them. Yeah, so. it's pretty funny. So if you're if you're a car fan, if you're not, sorry, I'm going to talk about it anyway. But we're doing some cool billboards. We're going to be giving away tickets to the Fast and Furious movie. Um, our billboard is kind of themed behind the Fast and Furious. It's one of my passions. I'm, I'm a big car guy, um, always have been, and and kind of um, you know. So we're we're going to be marketing uh, you know to that audience a little bit. So there'll be some people that will look at the billboard and won't get it, won't understand what it means, but to the people that do get it similar to the tiger king billboards we did back um you know around a year ago we had a lot of people that that thought they were hilarious and then we had people that wanted to know why i was dressed up with a beard and piercings <laughs> and angela had blonde hair they they just didn't grasp but they didn't understand why we did it but uh but but nonetheless um, we're excited about it. We're going to be giving away free tickets to the Fast and Furious movie to our past clients, as well as to some of our social media followers. So stay tuned for the contest we're going to do on that. Not ready to announce it yet, but you should be following us on all of our socials if you want some free tickets to that movie at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok. Uh, pretty much every social media out there will be doing contests on to give away tickets to the movie. It'll actually be the first blockbuster movie. Uh, that's right. going to go theater only, I think, since COVID began. And it, it does appear that they're sticking with that theme, that they're not going to stream it. They're going to do it uh, theater only. So excited about things getting back to normal. Um, I don't know if our real estate market, though, is ever going to get back to normal. Is it, Mike? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we call this the new normal or whatnot. I, I've heard you know a lot of people in the last, I don't know, month or so say spring's buying season. I said, I, I feel like I've been in the spring buying season for like 18 months now, right? right? Like, like it's it, it hasn't changed. It seems like they're all the same and uh um, and whatnot, but it's, uh, it, certainly it's been, it's, it's been good for, good for us in the, in the Tampa Bay market, as we always talk about, uh, on the, on the show is, is doing so extremely well. Yeah. And we've been breaking records. I mean, I know you guys have too. And, and yeah. the interesting thing, one of the things I'm really excited about, um, you know, the market inventory, I talked about the stats, um, you know, with some friends this week that, that were traveling with us, um, you know, and, and I talked about the statistics and in Tampa right now, we have 0 0.7 months of inventory. Yeah. That is like a 500% annual drop compared to the amount of inventory we had a year ago. And, and I'm so proud of our team because despite this humongous drop in inventory, uh, so far a year to date, we're ahead of last year's pace on listings. Which is which is astronomical considering everything that's happened. I hear agents grumbling; they're losing inventory, they're not getting listings. We're listing just as many homes as we, in fact, a little bit more, fewer, a little bit, uh, a, a small increase uh, in number of homes listed so far this year than we did last year. So I'm so excited about it, and 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 uh, our spring and summer uh, numbers continue to come through. And, and I'm excited about the market, but I'm really excited about how our team is outperforming the average in the market. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's incredible. Congratulations and kudos to to you and your team to to be able to do that. It's you know even a small increase. You can't just look at it that as compared to everybody else, right? It's actually right. a huge increase because most people may be down twenty or thirty percent. So the reality is you guys are up that much. Right. 
If um, and I mean, and if incredible. you look at the, the the market statistics with the number of homes hitting the market, the average agent is down by you know hundred plus percent in yeah. terms of the number of listings are taken, and we're not, which is which is really cool. It just goes to show that um, you know in a, in a tough market, the cream rises to the top. The unique things that we do from a marketing perspective, the understanding of social media, uh, the you know kind of just the, the work ethic that my team has is is off the charts, and that's something I'm so proud of because um, you know. If you if you haven't um, followed me on social media, um, you know I've been off of work for for about a month. Um, you know my father Terry, uh, who was a Vietnam veteran, passed away on April third, and and um, you know it's been a struggle for me to kind of get back into the group of things and to know that I took time off to grieve and spend time with my family in Indiana and mourn his loss and then move my mom in with me. Uh, you know taking time off to do all these things and our team just kept kept kicking butt. I, and I, and I can't say enough great things about him because of the, the, the stuff I had to deal with personally over the last month and how much they stepped up to, um, you know, to allow me to kind of have that time. And, and so I know my dad, like I mentioned to you guys before the show started, my dad would want me to keep on kicking. He wouldn't want me, you know, he wanted a party for his, for his funerals, what he yeah. said. And we, we threw him one, you know, we had, we had a couple services and, uh, got to see a lot of old, old, uh, friends and family and, and the server, the service, both services paid him an honor. He got a, you know, military 21 gun salute, which was really cool. Awesome. And, um, you know, but, but nonetheless, I know that he would want me to, to kind of move on. And, and, uh, he actually told me you better take care of your mom or I'm going to come back and haunt you. So, <laughs> so I'm definitely taking care of mom, but, uh, but, but so, so happy my team was able to step up while I took some time off to, to deal with that, especially during such a challenging market. And, and Mike, one of the things that I think is, um, getting talked about a lot. And I have talked about this on the show before, uh, offer letters and videos. I've advocated for them for a long time. And now, unfortunately, uh, I think a people, people weren't really honoring, uh, you know, or paying attention to, um, you know, the, the legalities around fair housing. And now they're starting to get some, some pushback about whether or not they can be allowed. And, and so, you know, I, I think it's important that you always look at every, tip or trick you can use to get an offer accepted, but discussing those things that are fair housing violations are no-go zone. You can't talk about race, religion, sexual orientation, in some instances, age. And, uh, and I think that it was kind of a little rampant there for a while. So I've really been talking to our team. Hey, look, we want to make sure we can, we can do what we can to differentiate our clients' offers. And, and we think it's um, you know, a valid uh, opportunity to do that in a letter but but you've got to steer clear of those things that 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 violate fair housing laws. Yeah, absolutely. It can become a big no-no and that's why you got to make sure you're, you know, talking to an experienced real estate agent to make sure you're not uh, hitting on one of those hot buttons um that really is uh, you know kind of breaking the rules. Yeah, and uh, but it is a market where the competition over multiple offers is is super super common, right? I yes. mean, it, it's just everything in those in those median price ranges and average price ranges is turning into a bidding war, and you've got to do something to differentiate yourself when you've got corporations and institutions spending cash and closing quick. What can you do to compete? And and I think that there there are ways that you can come across that if the letter goes away. Um, you know, one thing that I, that I think is happening no matter what, I think people are looking people up on social media when they get offers from them. I just worked with a seller a couple months ago, personal friend of mine, uh, selling a high end home and he didn't get 50 offers on his house. He got four 
and and he looked all four of the people up on social media. And and I think that's happening more than you think. Yeah. So if you are uh, concerned about getting your offer accepted, uh, no different than when you apply for a job or when you, um, you know, when you, um, you know, look to do other business, people are going to look you up. Maybe you shouldn't have divisive rhetoric on your social media <laughs> channel that might eliminate your offer from getting accepted. So, so you know, a, a, another way to uh, get an offer accepted is having a have a clean, nice, friendly, fun social media profile. Because I have to tell you, if 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 one of my sellers looks you up on social media, when when offer letters ultimately potentially go away, and and they look you up, and there's stuff on your page that makes them not like you. That is, uh, that's going to happen. Um, now it certainly shouldn't happen when it comes to race, religion, age, sexual orientation, you know, protected classes, but let's say, uh, you know, you, you've got some raging political debate on your page and you're mean to people, or, you know, you say things that, that are inappropriate or you curse or whatever it is you look at in, in today's world, I think we all know this. Um, you know, that information is out there. You have to be conscientious about it, especially if you're competing to get a house. So, you know, I think the new, uh, you know, kind of the new normal for people that want to get offers accepted for, um, you know, bidding wars instead of the letter, if it goes away, if it gets banned, uh, or the video having a, you know, maybe being a little bit nicer on social media might help. Yeah, absolutely. There's, and I've, I've always said this to my team for, for a long time is that people are consuming more content out there than you may even know about, right? Whether, cause they're not liking or commenting or anything else. And you never, you, you know, depending on how you have your privacies, people can see all your stuff. They're consuming the stuff that you're putting out there. So make sure, um, you know, especially if you're looking to buy a house, like you had said that you, you're putting something up there that's going to put you in favorable light. Yeah. And, and, and no question about it. And look, you, you have freedom of speech. I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not advocating for censorship. I'm just saying that the speech that you happen to take on may offend someone that is deciding whether or not to take your offer on the house. I mean, we, we, I literally had this conversation with a customer, the customer is trying to decide what offer to take. They looked the people up on social media. One of the guys looked like a jerk. Um, and, and he didn't want to take an offer from the guy because he was, you know, saying mean things to, you know, getting into arguments with people and, and, uh, you know, kind of having a divisive, uh, you know, divisive conversation with even people that were his friends. So imagine the seller's perception of that is this guy's going to be difficult to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be difficult to work with. Don't put it on social media, especially if you're making an offer on a house, because guess what? People are going to look it up. So, um, you know, that that might be the new uh, the new way we can encourage people to be nicer online on social media. So if you're buying a house, <laughs> maybe be a little <laughs> bit more conscientious of what you say, because the seller may not take your offer. You know, same things happening in employment. You know, we're hiring agents um, and we're always hiring agents. Uh, we're, we're just always growing. So, you know, hit us up at jointheduo.com. You can register for our free career night, whether you're, uh, you know, uh, a college student, whether you're somebody that's been in a different field for 20 years, a real estate agent, soon to be licensed or already licensed. Join the duo.com second Tuesday of every month. Our next one is coming up on um, May the 11th, I believe it is. Um, and, and so, you know, you can register for that. But when we look at agents, we're looking them up. You know, we're looking at their social media and, and I'm certainly not looking them up because I care about any of the, um, you know, the, 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 the fair housing stuff. Um, I'm looking them up to say, are they nice people? 
do they do they communicate as if they'll get along well with my company? So you know, employers are doing that. Home sellers are doing that. Um, just you know, social media a lot of times a footprint that can last forever. I'm sure there are plenty of celebrities and professional athletes that would love to do a take back on some of the stuff they sometimes do and say. Um, you know, Paul Pierce. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but in reality, uh, now he he honestly has come out and said he doesn't regret it. But but whatever. Regardless, you're going to have times where people are going to look you up and you and 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 make a decision on you. And and so being conscientious about what you put online, what you say to people online, it it unfortunately is not like a spoken word that isn't that isn't recorded. It is something that's going to be there forever. So home buyers, last word of advice: making an offer on a house, it's a bidding war. Take a look at your social media profiles and make sure that you're not going to tick someone off that has decision making about your dream home. So anyway, we're going to be back after a quick break here talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, it's been a it's been around a month or so since I've talked about this topic, but I want to hit at it again because if you are a home owner that's considering selling a home seller out there thinking about putting your house on the market, um, I, I really want you to, to, to take this into consideration. I think that um, that a lot of the proposals in the Biden administration's tax plan are going to more heavily tax real estate. Uh, he's already announced, and, and again, this is not passed. This doesn't have uh, House and Senate support yet. Um, this is not law. This is rumor. This is speculation. This is information based on the speech that he gave about taxes this week. First and foremost, you know, he desires to raise capital gains tax rates. So if you are an owner of real estate that is not a primary resident, okay? So you're you're someone that owns real estate that's a rental, someone that owns real estate that's a flip. Um, you know, this most of all this discussion says that none of this can go into place until next calendar year, next tax year, okay? So you've got all of 2021 to take advantage of the rates as they sit now. If you own property and you're thinking about selling it down the line, you may pay a lar much larger capital gain as a investor owner on that real estate if you sell it next year. If you sell it now and you've owned it enough time and, and all, the, all the triggers that can come into play with, with taxes, um, your, your capital gains rate is going to be lower. So I think that, uh, and specifically talking long-term capital gains, so this is property you've owned for more than a year, um, and, and, and I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, I'll just wait another year and sell it down the line because the value is going to go up. Well, maybe it does, but if the if the capital gains tax doubles, you, you might, you're you're going to lose in some instances. So, again, home sellers, if you own real estate and you've been thinking about selling it, and it's not your primary residence, capital gains rates uh, are definitively going to go up. You're going to pay more taxes in 2022 for property that you sell than if you sell it in 2021. So hit us up, DuncanDuo.com. Let us get you sold before. Uh, before Uncle Sam shows up wanting more of your hard-earned money. The next group of people, though, are primary resident homeowners. Now, there was nothing specifically referenced about this, but there are a lot of people that speculate and believe the two out of last five years provision for, that protects um, homeowners that occupy their home as a primary residence from paying taxes, um, capital gains taxes, that it could be modified or go away. So, again... Home sellers, pay attention. 
if you're thinking about selling and you're going to wait till next year, maybe prices do go up, but if taxes show up and now you have to pay taxes on that gain that you don't have to pay now, you're going to regret it. So I think there are a lot of people out there that should really be looking at selling their home to avoid the potential increase or the definitive increase when it comes to, to capital gains or the modification of that two out of last five. Maybe it, maybe it starts taxing people based on income. Maybe if you make a certain amount, then you don't get the two out of last five year provision. There's, there's likely to be some modification on that. And I think a lot of people that aren't paying attention are going to come back and regret not selling their home. And Mike, the, the, the market can certainly use the inventory, correct? Certainly, we, yes, we could definitely use the inventory. And like you've talked about before, even you know, a lot of times people say, well, where am I going to go if I sell? Because I'm going to have to, you know, I'm selling at top dollar, but I'm going to have to buy at, hot, at top dollar too. And, and while that is true, you are, if you're sheltering yourself from the taxes, because now you, you're not susceptible to the new tax breaks, now you're protected into the future. Whereas if you right. don't sell now, you're there. So it gives a good chance. And yes, we could certainly use the inventory into the marketplace. But it also maybe if you're if you're someone out there that is thinking of selling in the next year or two, it may make a whole lot more sense to do it in 2021 versus 2022. Correct. Yeah. And and I think there's no question that that is a, a smart play for people. It's a it's a safe bet that taxes are going to go up. And And the reality is, if you're buying back into the market, you're really not. Uh, going to lose anything. You're just simply locking in your gain without taxes. And right. then you move into the next home. Maybe you stay in it long enough to where the tax code goes back to the same or capital gains get reduced, um, you know, in a, in a future election or a future house or Senate. So the, the reality is, is anytime you can, in, in my personal opinion, when it comes to real estate, when you can sell and not pay taxes on something, there's very few things that you can buy and sell and not pay taxes on. And your primary residence is one of those things. And a a lot of people, you know, don't time this properly, but, uh, but if you can sell it and take your gain and not pay taxes, then buy back, you know, maybe you don't really want to move. Well, buy a house a few doors down, take your gain, and then you're bought right back into the market so you can take advantage of the appreciation. A lot of smart homeowners are doing that right now. They're, they're selling their existing home and buying another so they can lock in and take their gain without paying taxes on it. Yep, absolutely. And the one thing that I heard in, in the speech too, is that, you know, staying the same is just not an option. So something is going to change. And like you said, there nothing's passed yet, but it's going to be negotiated, but uh, something is going to change. And so it's, it is going to happen. So, and so. this could take months and months of lobbying. Sure. It could take, it could take a long time. We could, this may not pass until late in the year. And by that point, it may be too late or the market isn't as hot. Um, you know, not just, you know, not just hot in terms of temperature, but the market isn't as hot, you know, when you get into some of those slower months that maybe it, maybe you will have lost out if you didn't sell, um, you know, in, in the spring and summer months. So anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to jump to a quick break on the other side. We're going to talk about the Tampa real estate statistics, what it means for you, what it means for the market and what we're seeing as far as appreciation and number of home sales after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. And um, I talked earlier um, in the show about our new billboard campaign centered around the Fast and Furious movie. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Uh, we're going to do some contests where, where if, uh, if you're paying attention to our socials, you can get some free movie tickets to the new Fast and Furious movie coming out in June. Uh, our socials, at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and, and so Mike... I teased the the topic about taxes or not taxes about statistics. We talked about taxes too, but I can't talk about taxes anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving on. All right. So statistics, 
um, you know, reviewed these for, for March. The April ones won't come out until a couple weeks into May. But uh, the March statistics tell a uh, an incredible story about what's going on in Tampa and how our real estate market is is just on fire and outperforming a lot of other markets around the country um, and even markets in Florida. But the first thing that I want to talk about is inventory because we 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 talked about how important it is for sellers and and how much money they can make. Uh, supply and demand is is all what real estate's about, right? The 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 greater the supply, the less the demand. The prices go down. When you have low supply and high demand, prices go up, which is what we're experiencing right now. Zero point seven months supply of inventory um, is what we had in March. Okay. 0.7 months. That means if no other homes got listed for 0.7 months, like three weeks, basically, uh, that, that it, that's how long it would take for us to sell out of every house out there. So the lowest recorded figure in Tampa's history. So what does that mean for home sellers? It means you control the price, you control the market, um, but you need to work with an agent that knows how to navigate through bidding wars, that knows how to give you the right advice. But it's, you know, record low inventory is what we have right now. So home sellers, home builders, people that want to avoid taxes, people that don't want to pay new capital gains taxes that we know are coming should be selling their home because there's never been a supply and demand curve that's been in better favor of sellers in Tampa's history. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. I mean, these numbers, when you look at them, are just, I mean, it's it's mind boggling to look at it. Um and how, how little supply there is. It's Well, and so like I said, 0.7 months of inventory. Last year at this time, we had 2.7 months of inventory. That's almost 4X. Yep. You know, and we had 8,940 homes on the market in March of 2020. We have 2,836 now. So what does that mean? Buyers, prepare for bidding wars. Make sure you're working with a great agent that knows how to navigate that. Make sure that they have tools to help you get an offer accepted. Listen to their advice. Don't make low offers because you're not going to get accepted. And sellers that are sitting on the sidelines, you should stop sitting on the sidelines. Sell your house. Take your gain. If you've lived in it two out of the last five, take your gain. If you're a an investor that owns real estate that's thinking about selling over the next couple of years, capital gains rates are going to go up. Even if prices continue to rise, they may not rise at the pace that taxes may rise. So you, you may end up losing out even if the property goes up in value because you give more of your hard-earned money to, to Uncle Sam. So 0.7 months of inventory. Um, the, the average sales price is another thing I want to talk about. $357,000 is the average sale price in Tampa. That is astronomical to me. Um, what do you think about that number, Mike? Isn't it, isn't it just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's and it, it's gone way up over the course of time, and it it really has, and that's uh, it's unbelievable. Um, it's and and you know what, all with with these same dynamics in place, supply and demand that is likely to go higher. Um, good things, incomes are rising as well. So it's you know statistics say we can afford it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, to be it's still, up to three fifty seven. And, and obviously, we have so much demand, so many people moving here. Uh, you know, so so much great, so many great things happening in Tampa Bay when it comes to our sports teams, to um, you know, our weather. Hopefully, we have no storms that hit, so no major storms, right. no no more pandemics, because our real estate market is going to be this way for the next few years. If you're one of the naysayers that think a market crash is coming, uh, the data just doesn't support that. the The challenges that that it takes for people to get a home today as well as the challenges that it takes for people to get a loan and not challenges, but the extra steps that lenders have put in place. 
protect our market. We're, we're not going to have a crash anytime soon. Yeah. And, I, you know, I keep hearing people talk about this and hearing both sides of the argument. It just isn't going to happen. The The market conditions don't allow it to, to happen. A lot of people talk about, oh, you know, the eviction moratoriums and, and foreclosure moratoriums and all of that. You know, frankly, all those people have equity. So even if that did happen, you know what it would do? It would people would sell their houses. Right. It, it would, would create more inventory. It would create more inventory to gobble up. Yeah. Right. So there's there's no crash coming, people. If you're waiting for that, you're just going to pay more. It's going to cost you more because prices are going to keep rising. Yeah. So 357 is our average price. Last year in uh, March, it was 290,000. So yes. we've seen more than a 20 percent appreciation rate in Tampa. Now, to put that into perspective, let's look back between uh, March of um, 17 and March of 18, we saw depreciation, 276 to 269. From March of 19 to March of 20, we went from 268 to 290. It, you know, year, you know, we've, we've not seen 268 to 290 is a 10% bump, but to continually month after month since the summertime, see 20% plus appreciation in some of our, uh, our key price ranges is, is just astronomical. Um, and, and prices are rising at such an astronomical rate that people are saying, oh, well, you know, people can't sustain it. People can't afford it with only 2,800 homes on the market. I promise you there are 2,800 people that can afford it. There's triple that that can afford it. So there may be some people that can't afford it that have been hit harder by, you know, the 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 covid crisis. But the reality is with our population growing in Tampa Bay, we're not going to see any kind of market correction anytime soon. And, uh, you know, in lieu of a major storm, you know, knock on wood, let's let's pray that doesn't happen Yeah, for sure. So, Mike, let, let's let's talk about, um, you know, the mortgage process. I know that um, one of the you know, I, I was hanging out with some friends that are real estate people from other parts of the country. And one of the concerns they have, especially with all this demand for new mortgages, has been um, on mortgage lenders not being able to keep up or maybe not being able to close fast enough or staff up because not as many people are applying for, for positions. Um, what do you think the mortgage you know, companies can do to help prevent, um, you know, people from not getting an offer accepted because their loan commitment expired or not acting quick enough because there's now so much more demand and mortgage companies have had to dramatically increase hiring when they, you know, a year ago, that's not kind of where they expected this to go. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important to pick who you're going to use, right? Um, the mortgage industry, for good or bad, always has been kind of a hire and fire type mentality. When things get hot, they'll hire a bunch of people. Then as soon as they turn down, they'll, they'll lay off a bunch yep. of people and everything else. And it's, it's, unfortunately, it's always been that way. And you got to work, you got to work with a company that doesn't see it that way, that knows that they got to invest, that has the foresight to see what some of the things are happening and be able to have, you know, that extra built in, not so that the, the number of people they have working isn't so slim that it, a small increase in business can, you know, delay things. And, and through this entire, you know, pandemic and booming of business and everything else, you know, us at Cross Country Mortgage, we've been hiring like crazy to keep up with the demand. And we never really, other than a couple days, I mean, I, I'll admit last summer, it got a couple days longer than it did before. But you hear all these, some of these big banks and some of these other things talking, you know, 60 days, 75 days to get things done. And we still were, were at or under 30 days all the way through it. And um, so you got to work with a company that is willing to have the foresight to hire through, it, it, you know, knows what they're doing to be able to get the deals done um, so that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to wait. 
Yeah, that's huge. And such a crucial part of our relationship with you guys is your ability to do that. And and yes. whether you're working with us to help you buy a home, whether you're a real estate agent at another company that's had challenges uh, with the, uh, you know, with the mortgage process, you know, you guys are set up to handle a lot of volume to be able to serve and work with teams like ours that do a yes. ton of business. And there's so many like small mom and pop mortgage companies or brokers that are working with companies in other parts of the country that can't hire. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about you guys' operation here and so much of your, uh, so many of your people here, you know, Florida hasn't been hit as hard as other parts of the country, but, but it's, it's, it's a crucial part. So if you're one of those people that's working with someone else, definitely check out. And Mike, what's your best, you know, contact info, website, phone number for people if they're having struggles or, or they just want a second opinion? Yeah, absolutely. You can always reach out to me directly at 813-377-2743. Again, it's 813-377-2743. You can go to crosscountrytampa.com, all one word, crosscountrytampa.com. Um, you can check us out there. And Jen Wonderland, who works directly with your guys' team um, and, and, and does a lot of the loans there and get questions answered and whatnot. And so feel free to reach out to us at any time. Yeah. And, and, and again, take my recommendation for, for what it is. I mean, been in this business 15 years now, sold, you know, almost approaching $2 billion in real estate through our, through our company. And, and I can tell you that, um, it's, it's, you know, it, having been with you guys a long time, it's rare for that to happen for us. We, we've partnered with people and then they couldn't keep up with the growth. So excited to, uh, to continue that with you guys. But, but I can't say enough that, that you guys do a great job. And there's so many people that will tell you what you want to hear on the mortgage side, but you guys truly execute. Well, I appreciate you saying all those kind words and we appreciate the partnership as well. And, uh, always looking forward to the future. So, um, so one last thing before we jump to break, Mike, where, where do you see, what, what are interest rates looking like? Obviously a lot of this discussion over taxes, a lot of economic things going on. Um, you know, people are concerned, oh, are rates going to dramatically rise? Where, where do you see interest rates, uh, headed? Yeah, I'll give you a really quick and dirty on this. So I don't think they're going to dramatically rise, but in the short term, over the course of the next couple of months, I think they are going to start ticking up a little bit. And the reason why is because the inflation numbers that are going to come out are going to look higher than they really are. Why? Because we compare them year over year. And last year at this time, it was negative because of the pandemic. So some of the numbers are going to come out. It's going to look like there's higher inflation. Some of it's artificial. And inflation is kind of the enemy of bonds or, or mortgage interest rates. Mortgage interest rates will tick up. I think as we get towards the and, and I'm not talking a lot. You know, if we're at three and a quarter, three and a half, maybe they go to three point seven five. They tick up a little bit. I don't even think we'll we'll approach four this year. And then I think towards the end part of the year, um, they'll start trickling back down. So just another reason, whether you're looking to refinance or buy, especially if you're looking to buy, jump in now, get in and get in while while you can, while they're still low. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, anyway, we're going to wrap up the show with our last segment after a quick break. We're going to talk, um, you know, a little bit more about the Tampa Bay real estate market. But as always, when we aren't on air, if you want to stay up to date on what's going on in the real estate world, follow us on all of our socials, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at The Duncan Duo. We're always putting out good, relevant content, doing contests. Um, you know, whether it's giving away lightning tickets, whether it's giving away fast and furious movie tickets, uh, if you want some cool freebies or just simply you want to stay up to date about what's going on in real estate, hit us up at the Duncan duo and we'll be uh, back after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I talked, uh, before the, uh, last break 
about how hot the real estate market was. I talked about some of the statistics that are that we're seeing in the market, and, and we've never seen as low of inventory. We've never seen a better market for sellers. We all the time get asked questions from people. Um, you know, what do I need to do to get my house ready? And our agents will come out and meet with you. So if you're one of those people that you're not sure what you need to do, hit up DuncanDuo.com. Our agent will come out and look at your house and give you an honest assessment based on the inventory and what's going on in your specific neighborhood, because every neighborhood's different. But generally speaking right now, I can tell you that more often than not, we're telling sellers to pass on renovation projects or things that they were going to do to improve the home that don't make financial sense because of the investment in them not being worth it considering how hot the market is. So, um, you know, for example, let's just say you were going to, you know, repaint the the house or you were going to, um, you know, the, the, the kitchen just isn't up to your standards. So you're going to redo it. There are a lot of times right now where it doesn't make sense to invest the money in the renovation because of how hot the market is and you not needing to do it to sell. Um, you know, in years past, we would encourage people to do those things because it would it would um, not necessarily put more money in their pocket all the time. That does sometimes happen, but probably just as much so to allow the home to sell more quickly so that they can get on to their next step so that they can not pay out as many mortgage payments, so that they can not deal with the hassles and the inconveniences of selling. With, you know, month supply inventory at 0.7, a lot of times we're telling people, and again, I'm, this is not, this, this does apply to everybody. There are going to be times where we might tell someone they need to get stuff done. Sure. Um, you know, but a lot of times we're telling people to pass on those things. Yeah. I, I, and I, one of the things I would say on that, I mean, I think that's great advice too, but I've seen some of the trends are starting to change. Right. right. And, uh, and, and so I never would consider myself a, you know, fashionista or being up on the, on the trends of what's going on, but you're starting to see some of them change. So you may, if you're like me, you may do something to your house that is kind of yesteryears or yesterday's right. trend. You think it's correct, but it's changed and COVID changed a lot of that small yes. home technology, different spaces, uh, more, believe it or not, the open floor plan is starting to slow down no its way. momentum. More and more people are saying, you know what? I need a private office from right. these kids. <laughs> yeah. I can't be out here in the kitchen working with these kids during the day. So, so a lot of things are changing. You're right. He, here's another point though, that I make because a lot of people may say, you know what, I'm going to redo my floors before I put the house on the market. Number one, I don't think you realize how much materials have risen in cost. Saw a post the other day that wood is up like 4X. Yeah, you know, so uh, wood is the new cryptocurrency. I don't need a, I don't need a bunch of Bitcoin. I just need a truck full of wood, you know. But, uh, but in reality, um, the materials cost has gone up. So you may be underestimating what you think it may cost to do something. And then secondly, unless you're doing things yourself, the time that it takes to get labor and the quality of labor that's out there right now, it's probably never been worse. Um, you know, I'm someone that sold $2 billion in real estate and, and stuff that I used to be able to call someone and get them on it the next day is taking weeks. So imagine the average homeowner saying, you know what, I want to redo the floors in my kitchen. Uh, it might take three months. So, you know, the, the time that you think that it may take is also reducing the time that you have in your new place. You're not getting to your next place quick enough. The time, energy and effort that you may be putting into that thinking you're going to get more money may not may not get you more money uh, because you're going to now outlay cash. And then secondly, it could delay the process while you wait for months for contractors to finish up a renovation. When the market is so low on inventory, there's a lot of those things that you can probably get away with not doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, so again, that's where a professional agent, that's where somebody like us that comes in and says, you know what, you don't need to do these things, or you need to do a couple of these little cheap things, but you can pass on those things because it's not going to be worth the money in today's market. You know, years ago when we had the supply and demand curve inverted and it was a buyer's market, man, you had to get sellers to do everything. You know, today, you know, you need to pass an inspection, you know, four point, you need to have a, you know, certain things checked off to get the right kind of financing and apply it to more buyers. Um, but, but in reality, even if none of those things happen, there's still a buyer for your house. Um, you know, even if you, even if you have issues, there are cash buyers, you know, they're, they're loan products. And, and so, you know, Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll close with just, you know, and give you like a minute here to summarize this, but there's loan products out there for people they can buy homes that need work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the full array of renovation programs that are out there that we can help you with, um, whether it's a 203K, which is an FHA, but we also do the conventional um, home style and home path loan renovation programs that allow you, depending which program you choose and what type of those loans you do, you can do anything from cosmetic to improvements to you know, structural improvements to even additions onto the, the property. So there's lots of different loan programs out there um, that, that are set up that are for everybody's protection too, but allow you to do a lot of the things um, that you may need if you walk into it and you say, hey, this is a big fixer upper um, right. and allow you to do with a loan and not have to come out of pocket with everything. Yeah, and I, we have customers that still think, oh, that, you know, that it needs work so it can only go cash. And it, it's just not, I mean, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes the work is so much it needs to be cash, but there's a lot of products out there that can allow people yes. to, to, to do work on a house and, and finance that in. So well, anyway, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll be here next Sunday continuing our conversation about the real estate market. And again, when we aren't on air, hit us up on our socials at The Duncan Duo and have an awesome rest of your weekend, Tampa Bay.